Eastern Ohio and on Twitter X at Bo Marchant. Here's Bo with Bryant and Brett. Bo Marchant joins us now to talk the NFL. We're also going to have to talk a little Senior Bowl. He's down in Mobile uh, for the Reese Senior Bowl this weekend. But, Bo, a ton to get to in the NFL. But I do want to start off with the team that you cover, and that would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. It sounds like uh, Arthur Smith will be uh, the new offensive coordinator for the Steelers. We know about all the issues offensively for the Steelers. Uh, this year, Matt Canada was fired midway through the year. Uh, on the other side, Arthur Smith uh, was out after this season as head coach with the Falcons. What do you make of this hire for the Steelers bringing in Arthur Smith? Well, you know, I think Arthur did a good job as an OC. I don't know if it really meshed well when he became the head coach in Atlanta. Uh, mm-hmm. I would just always look at that Atlanta office and kind of scratch my head. Uh, and they never invested a quarterback. I know they, they had Watson until Cleveland really stepped up the money and, and Deshaun Watson, you know, alluded, you know, going to the Falcons. But nonetheless, you know, you, you, know, you invest high draft capital in the uh, Kyle Pitts. You invest, invest high draft capital in Drake London. And then you get Bajon Robinson the following year, but they always would just kind of see, uh, you know, just the weirdness to the offensive flow. So um, I'm skeptical. Uh, I'm, 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 and, and I think there's so many other things that surround the Steelers' um, offense in terms of, you know, what are they going to do at quarterback, and how much Arthur Smith is going to be able to, you know, help them if they don't fit the quarterback situation. So I think that's the key: is you know, you got to get the quarterback, and if they find somebody that they can really push the ball downfield. I'm I'm interested to see what Smith will do with that type of piece if they acquire that type of piece to the offense. Is there is it any way possible with a deal for the Steelers to land Kirk Cousins? You know, I I, I don't know that. I it, all I know is I hear and I shouldn't, uh, but you know, it seems like Kirk Cousins likes where he's at in terms of you know being in Minnesota, where he's at in his career. The team's a playoff type caliber team. Uh, but who knows? I, I think the Steelers are going to look at all options, and Kirk Cousins seems like uh, a, the type of guy that the team would would sign. You know, the one thing about the Steelers is, you know, they never sign anybody that's bigger than the team. You know, mm-hmm. it's, they're going to be a team first guy; they're not going to be a me first guy. And you know, I think Cousins fits that mold. So, um, you know, it's there's going to be some you know hefty names out there. Russell Wilson is going to be another candidate. Who knows how that goes? Uh, you know, a veteran. Uh, you'd like to think that you know a guy like that or Cousins would you know push that offense to uh, a level where you know as long as the defense plays like they do you know they they would have a, a pretty prominent team on both sides of the football. But you know we got a lot of football left in terms of you know what we're going to see and then free agency starts. So uh, it's going to be a fun off season. You thought they hopefully you know the Steelers thought they had this done when they drafted Pickett in the first round two years ago, but I think they. Not at the drawing board completely, but they're they're definitely, I guess, in the classroom having done some discussions on where to go next. Yeah. Well, the Lions, uh, we saw them lose this weekend, but the big news coming out today, it looks like Ben Johnson, uh, the offensive coordinator, will be back. His name was thrown around uh, a lot for some of these open head coaching jobs in the NFL and for a lot more when, when some of them were open. But it looks like uh, he's going to stay with the Lions. Uh, what do you make of that move for him? And now the Lions' offense going forward, we saw how good it was this year, and now bringing back their offensive coordinator could be uh, take that next step next next season yeah you know he's the hot name and i really like what he's done I and mean, we all know we we see the lions play and 
you know, a couple drop passes the other day against, you know, the Niners. Who knows how that game ends up? Yeah. I know critical drops, uh, odd plays. It just was a weird uh, couple scenarios for Detroit. But I, I think what Ben's been able to do in terms of, you know, that's a high-powered offense that they have right now in Detroit. And they, they can run the ball, they can pass the ball, and he's revitalized Jared Goff. You know, he's a guy that they, they trust, that, you know, they want them to lead them. Um, Jared Goff did nothing wrong to lose that game Sunday. And I think that's a nice side note, you know, why, yeah. why did they lose? You know, it wasn't a Jared Goff issue. So, you know, I, and, you know, and we all get caught up in, you know, not everybody, and who knows, and he might take a head coaching job after next season if the Lions are successful and he's still hot candidate. But, you know, who knows, some guys just might like the role that they're in. And, you know, maybe they don't feel ready or they just feel very comfortable, you know, in the situation and they're happy. You know, some guys, they always want to reach that pedestal of, you know, I want that top tier. I want to be the head coach. I don't want to be a coordinator. But, you know, maybe this was just a thing where you know, nothing opened up, you know, where he was going. And he just figured, you know what, we're going to be a successful team next year. We're going to have a good offense next year. And I might have a, you know, pick of my litter type opportunity because we know next year there's probably going to be five or six more NFL coaches right now yeah. that'll be unemployed. So, you know, he'll kind of just get a fresher start than kind of being behind the eight ball, if you will. And next year, it could be the Cowboys that he could be going to. He could be, uh, you know, or, or you know, yeah, or you know what, or or they're they're giving him extension because they win the Super Bowl. That's the fun part about it. You know, it's if we, you know, it's it's, it's so fun. It's you know, Dan Campbell. I I I question. I I did not like the the uh, we've crushed. You know, hmm. Yeah, we. I just didn't like it. I, I just think in that type of game, I think all play the percentages. You. Well, how many times do you need three points at the end of the game? Nearly almost every It's a three-point league. It's a three-point lead. It's a three-point league, and you need those points. You're on the road. You could feel the momentum. And we were talking down here at the Senior Bowl. My, my argument is, you know, if you go for it on fourth down and you miss it, that's, that's 20 years from now, that's this generation of people who observe the game of football won't think twice about it. But we grew up where, you know, if you miss the field goal, that's just part of the routine. You miss the field goal. So be it. It doesn't, it doesn't give life to the other team. They don't feel like they got over on you. But when you, get, when you stop a team on fourth down, it just, it's, it's, it's a different type of win. It's, 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 it's harder than a, a missed field goal. It's just you, it just energizes a team. And, you know, it, even if he, those, the, like the one he was going for a first down, so you, it wasn't even like you were going for a touchdown. You were just going to continue the clock. And, I, I just, you know, I love his passion, and I think that as a coach, maybe he'll learn to maybe rein his own intensity. You know, like you know, you you always want to think you can run through a brick wall, and as Mike Tyson, you know, said, you know, you got a game plan to get your kids punched in the mouth, and I think he had that game plan. But sometimes you have to kind of change it up and and understand that you know those three points are critical. But great season for the Lions, and and I love Dan Campbell and what he brings to the mm-hmm. team, and he's turned it around and. Uh, you know, I hope they're a contender for a long time under his reign. But these coaches that are talking the percentages and the metrics, and it was a great reply that Nick Saban had this year. He goes, yeah, all that stuff sounds great until it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I you know, I, I think in analytics and everything, there's, you know, I, I know, you know, baseball, there's a batter and there's a pitcher, and it's it's more singular. This There's so many scenarios, you know, you, I have to pick up my block. You have to make the right cut. This Ultimate guy has to cover score. the right cut. Yeah, it, and there's so many different things in those scenarios, and uh, I just think to implement it and where the analytics kind of get caught up into what these coaches do. But, 
you know, it's the way they're we're trending. I, I doubt it's you know. I think it's going to increase rather than decrease of coaches and and upcoming head coaches because you know that's where we're at in the game, and it's, it makes it makes it exciting. I mean, I guarantee if this was 1985 and we were watching the NFC Championship between what Joe Gibbs and Mike Dicker or something, then neither one of those guys are even going for it on fourth and. A tenth of an inch on the goal line, they're not going for it. They're kicking a field goal. So it's just. But, the game but I do changed. remember in that era a a a very controversial, and it worked. Bill Parcells called a fake punt with Gary Reasons huh. as the up man, oh, and he broke it. He got into the clear. I mean, it, it took a game saving wow. tackle, and that that turned the NFC Championship game in the Giants' favor. Uh, that's great. That's great. I mean, sometimes you have to do it. I mean, Sean Payton. Uh, you know, fake uh, kick or, you know, on yeah. in the Super Bowl. I mean, that was a good call. So, yeah. But it's just where we're at. And, you know, but I thought the games were fantastic. It was just nice to see competitive games um, this weekend. You know, no blowouts. Uh, the mm-hmm. 49er game, you know, what a crazy comeback. That 17 points in the third quarter. And you just, you just feel the momentum just kind of, just, you just knew it was going that way. You just, you kind of feel that wave of, momentum going over and and letting there they end up winning and they're back in the Super Bowl. And we we called it weeks out. We said it was a successful year if Lamar Jackson got to an AFC Championship game. Well, he did. So we I'm not moving the goalposts on him now. But in in some areas he he he's being crushed. I I think some of it's a little much. I think some of the defense of him is a little much. Look, you're the quarterback, you're the MVP. Uh, the glory goes with it, and the criticism goes with it, and he's catching it. Yeah, and all the great ones do. I mean, we we criticize Aaron Rodgers the same way for only having one Super Bowl, and he has four MVPs. What I mean, Peyton that's, got that's forever? Funny. Yeah, Peyton's got it forever. You know, you you win fifteen games and you lose in the. I mean, it's just part of it. And for Lamar, this was a stepping stone. And Eli it, won it two Super Bowls and got it. Eli's one, yeah, but Lamar has to. Yeah, that's kind of been a little bit of a critique of him, you know, the postseason and, you know, a few years ago before they got their first win with him as the quarterback, it was could he win a playoff game? And I don't really get caught up in that. You know, can Lamar Jackson win a playoff game? I mean, yes, he can win a playoff game. It's a team game. They they met Patrick Mahomes, and I think it even last week, I mean, you know, Mahomes is the guy. He sure has is. a magical thing about him, and it's, it, you got to just leave, you know, until he's, until the clock is done, you just you just have to say that they're just a thing. And I think Steve Spagnuolo, if he was ten years younger, he'd be the hottest candidate out there. He has that defense playing very well, but I think it's almost an age thing. And when you look at it, it's just it's one of those things. But it, you know, the Chiefs did what they had to do, and some mistakes. We know that you know the ball going back in the end zone, the interception after that. Um, you know, Baltimore kind of you know shot themselves in the foot, and they didn't give the game to the Chiefs, but they made it a lot easier than we probably anticipated. Uh, Bo, how foolish, and you kind of just talked about how foolish, I'll throw myself in there, were some people earlier this season, or really throughout the entire season, that doubted this Chiefs team and, and doubted, because of these receivers, doubted that Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid could get back even this deep, even deep into the to the conference championship weekend. I mean, I feel foolish <laughs> for even questioning uh, this Chiefs team. Yeah, well, you know, I told my buddy, you know, all year long they talked about the Chiefs not having the receivers because of the drops. They didn't, they they didn't resign Juju Smith-Schuster. So, and uh, you know, to think that the, the receiving game 
we collapsed because of Juju not mm-hmm. being there. Uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of things that go into that. And I joked around Sunday when the Lions were playing, well, there's a ton of drops from the Lions receivers. Do they need Toy. to draft the receiver now? <laughs> Nobody said that. No. You know what I mean? It's just We get caught in these scenarios, and, uh, you know, I, I just – I know they, 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 they slump. I mean, they almost they had almost like a Philadelphia-type ending to the season where they, mm-hmm. you know, they were, they were slipping. And, but lo and behold, when it's time, you know, Mahomes comes and he, he you know, it's, you know, great game in Buffalo, and that was a hard fought game. And and it take, I mean, they two, you know, there was no fluke wins there. You know, those were those were true wins. You can't take, you know, we could say, oh, that was a bad call. They should have had this. No, they, you know, mm-hmm. they they beat the Bills and the Ravens on the road, on the road, and now they get to, you know, go to the Super Bowl. So kudos to Andy Reid. And Absolutely. I I said this after the the Tampa Bay loss uh, that I thought Reid would never win a Super Bowl, but I'm I'm completely wrong on that. I'm completely wrong on that. But I did say that, and um, I have a lot of egg on my face for that. And and now even the idea that Super Bowl Sunday could be his last game, especially if they win, that he could ride you know victoriously into the sunset. We'll talk about that next week as we get closer to the actual matchup in Las Vegas. Bo Marchant with us talking the NFL. He is in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Who's the best player you've seen so far at the Senior Bowl? Well, you know, I mean, I thought Marshawn Lloyd, the running back from USC, uh, you know, he just he just looked like he had a nice little step in his, you know, uh, the running back. You know, he looked quick in the cuts. Uh, he got a nice little pass uh, late after practice. Um, you know, he was a guy that I thought really did well. Uh, I, I thought Michael Hall out of Hall State, um, you know, he looked real well on, on one-on-one drills. Um, Sion Vaki, the Utah safety, um, a two-way type player, real quick and distinctive. I mean, instinctive, you know, he just – Flies to the ball. There's no. There's no hesitation. I mean, you know, he's just after it. Um, those are a few of the guys that uh, I stood. I thought stood out, and I'm anxious to see the linemen um, more. Yeah. Um, I think there's some. You know, I, I think we can get some high drafted linemen out of this particular group. So uh, it's a matter of uh, letting those guys. I and mean, it was the first day, so it's you know, I you know you you know Penix will throw a pass or you know there's an incompletion. You know, just you know the, the quarterbacks really weren't doing a lot today right. in terms of where you could. You could say, "Wow, that looked good," or "This this kid, you know, doesn't look good." You know, I, at least quarterback wise, you know, if anybody thought anybody improved or disapproved, I just thought, you know, there was just a kind of the going through the motions. But you know, when you get those one on one drills, I think with the offensive alignment, and you see some of those guys kind of having better days against some of the the other guys. And granted, they're just practice reps, but nonetheless, uh, they're important. And you know, everybody's standing around watching those guys go at it, and just the ferocious type of atmosphere when those those big guys who, who are the staffs coaching the teams you know this year um the, 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 there's no nfl um they don't do the coaches anymore like the the teams they do so that it's kind of a it's a new system they have where that's like assistance and, and and things of that nature so it's kind of like a program where they're bringing coaches up to take that role as that so uh um i don't know but i i just know like the the old format where just say the you know the Patriots staff would be yeah. coaching the, the American and the Lions staff would be coaching the the national team. Um, that's no longer and that's no longer the case at the Shrine Game either. Uh, just uh, different coaches, uh, you know, young kids. Uh, you know, so it's, it's just a, a different scenario. It's kind of like a, a build up program for people to kind of get their feet wet in different scenarios. 
Well, you mentioned uh, Michael Penix. This is kind of uh, a lot of big-name quarterbacks down there. A lot of people have been talking about the quarterbacks. I know Michael Penix down there, Bo Nix, Michael Pratt I saw throwing today, a lot of other quarterbacks also. Who kind of when you were going down there, when you were getting ready to go down there, were you most uh, highly anticipated to see at quarterback, most excited to see or wanted to see more of this week down in Mobile? Well, I like Penix a lot. Yeah. I like Michael Penix. So I think if you, if you're going to hitch your belief into a kid, you you want to come down here and and you know kind of help him confirm what you're mm-hmm. you think you know that he can be a a first round graded quarterback and be successful at the next level. So he is definitely Bryant, the quarterback that I'm most interested in seeing. But on the flip side, there's nothing funner than. Not that we're not paying attention to all the other guys, but there's nothing funner than coming down here and, and having your socks blown off by a guy that you weren't really high mm-hmm. on, and you know you kind of got to go back and do your homework again. So, uh, but Penix is definitely the guy. I mean, right now, I mean, granted we got so much time left, but you know, out of the group down here, I'm I'm taking Penix. If these were the only quarterbacks available in this upcoming draft, I would be taking Penix above all the other guys at, at this at this game, not overall. In all your years of going to Mobile, who was that guy? You're going down and you're expecting him to show out, and he did. And then who was the guy you had no expectations of? He did and went on and proved it in the NFL. Um, I think Debo Samuel, he comes to mind because it was so recent. And uh, I just I, I loved him going in. I loved him during the week. And then, you know, everything I think he's done since then, he's proven that, you know, he was he lived up to the hype. Um, a guy that I from that kind of off the radar, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, you know, he was a guy that I you know didn't really think much, but you watched him in the drills, and he had such a quick like you could literally when the quarterbacks would do their drills, like the ball was already out of his hands when these guys are almost like you know getting ready to release it. The the, the the release of Garoppolo was what really caught my eye, and and you know and you know we know Garoppolo has become you know he was you know he's been hurt, but. You know, he was he was a good quarterback. So I think he's one of the guys in Debo. Those are the two guys that I, I think stand out with those two questions. I know we still have next week to talk about the Super Bowl, and we'll talk a lot about it um, a week from now. But just, you know, you have the matchup in front of you, 49ers and Chiefs. What is the first thing that kind of jumps out to you about this matchup that we'll see in two weeks? Well, without Garoppolo being the quarterback, you know, and no, I guess and on the Chiefs side, no Tyree Kill, but this is the – the matchup we saw a couple of years ago, and yeah. that's not the late fourth quarter heroics in that game. You know, the the Niners prevail. Uh, so I think that's the thing that we we have a, a you know a rematch of two dominant teams, and and I think if the Chiefs can pull this off, I don't think I know we talked about Andy Reid. I think you know if you you could talk you know three peat, and not many teams get to be put in that position where you could say three peat. So you know the Chiefs, if they win this, I expect Reid and Kelsey or anybody coming back because they kind of want to get an opportunity to win three in a row so that was my mindset but I love the rematch I think these are two quality teams we know that uh Mahomes is arguably the best player in the league hands down and then I think you have the most dominant team on both sides of the football in the 49ers so it's I think it's going to be a great game like the previous Super Bowls and I'm excited I I love this matchup um you know these teams are just good and I I, they're well coached you're just not going to you're not. We're not going to turn on the Super Bowl and see uh, just a, a lousy performance by one right. of these teams. I think they're all both going to be stepped up on both sides of the football on each team, and we're going to see a great game. Team that has the ball last win. <laughs> you can <laughs> feel it now. Like it. Yep. Yeah. It's 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 fun. I like I said. It's it's 
it's always fun to see these guys or just the good teams make it. Um, you know, and, the, I, and I, I said it so many times on the show with the number one seeds, you know, 13 times since 76 when they went to the seeding that the number one seeds have, you know, played each other. And last year we had the Eagles and the Chiefs and kept harping on it that I just, just the playing the numbers, it was either going to be the Ravens not making it or the 49ers not making it. I didn't know who it was going to be, but I would have put my bet that, you know, I knew one of those two weren't going to yeah. make it because I just I get stuck in the numbers and the history of it and and lo and behold we have a you know a Chiefs team that mm-hmm. was not the number one seed that had to play two games on the road after their wild card victory and they they played number one seed out of the out of the NFC so it, it kind of rings true again so how many times you know the list keeps growing on the other side where number ones don't often play in the final. Yeah, well, it's going to be a fun matchup, Bo. Enjoy Mobile this week and all the Senior Bowl festivities. We'll do it again next Tuesday. Yep, have a great day. Stay safe, guys. Thanks, Bo. Thank you, Bo. Thank you so much, Bo Marchant, down at Mobile at the Senior Bowl, but with us every Tuesday, and we'll be next week. And, Brian, don't let me forget, from every guest on any subject oh, next yep, week, that's we, right. we've, we've got to get their pick for Super Bowl Sunday. And I think we got a really short show next Tuesday, so we, we might do, even yeah. we might even have Bo, like, with us at, at 4.30 next week. Which of the two defeated teams from Sunday – do you think right now are the sickest? Which what team's the sickest? Ooh, I, uh, I, mm, I would say the Lions probably gotta be um, because of that lead that they built and then just have it all go away so fast. I mean, it wasn't even like a last second throw to win it and and, and win the game. It was like you come out of halftime and you're up twenty four to ten or whatever it was, and then you look, you turn around and, and you're down again. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah, and. Again, when when are they when are they making plans to be back in the right. NFC Championship? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so hard to get that far, and then you're there. You you can see the the Super Bowl in the future, oh, and then could, it's all gone. You know, and I, I I'm going through, and one of Bruce Marshall's great stories always at the Gold Sheet, and mm-hmm. now at BamSports.net. He and they were dubbed the Little Super Bowls. Okay, and it, it was before the merger, and it was AFL teams playing NFL teams. In August, and man, they 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 turned into such a source of pride <laughs> for the AFL. And I think one of the more famous blowouts oh, wow. was Kansas City with Lynn Dawson and Hank Stram and Willie Lanier and 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 Buck Buchanan and all those guys, uh-huh. Bobby Bell, I and mean, just you know just Hall of Famers everywhere you look. I think they plastered. The, I, I think the Detroit Lions, really? you know, and, and Sunday, I, I you know, I was I was ready to, you know. There was a point where I thought it was Kansas City and oh, Detroit. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I would have loved that matchup. And then, I mean, just as quick as they got that big lead, it was it was taken away, and and, and went went away quickly. Very quickly. And then for for them to get the cover, I know they don't care about that. What that, a that, cover, Brad! What a cover! <laughs> that that was was really lucky. This hour of our show brought to you every day. We are lucky to have them with yes, us, and we we're are. so. So appreciative. Hewlett Dunn, Boot and Gene on the Historic Square in Collierville. They've been there since 1961. And they've been with us for a while. And we sure appreciate it. Charles Hall, he started working there in his teens. And now with his wife, Laura, what a team they have. They own the place, known for all the boots, but also accessories, caps, 
clothing, outerwear, anything for any team for any season they've got it. Western wear work boots, safety toe, soft toe, rubber boots, boots for every occasion at Hewlett Dunn. You want to look good and feel good, stay warm, and your feet stay dry, that's the place to start. Hewlett Dunn on the historic square in Collierville. From head to toe, they have you covered with every brand imaginable. Anderson Bean, Dan Post, Ariat, whether for men or for women. And if you want a, 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 a nice cowboy hat, they have them, and it smells so good when you walk in the store. Men's and women's clothing, jeans, pants, shirts, shorts, outerwear, and the best duckhead collection you'll find anywhere. Charles and Laura Hall, they invite you to 111 North Center Street or go to HewlettDunn.com. Better, they want you to come by and visit on the square in Collierville. Boot care products, sunglasses, hats, and every area team snapback Cool hat you can think of, like for the Tigers. It'll be a bunch tomorrow night at FedEx Forum. Mississippi State, they'll be in Oxford tonight. Ole Miss, they'll be in Oxford tonight. Tennessee and the Razorbacks. For travel, the bag selection, top-notch. HewlettDunn.com. But please stop by, visit, say hello at 111 North Center Street on the square in Collierville at Hewlett & Dunn. Well, we need to get to a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about what's trending. Join the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin, for Wolo and Friends. Weekday mornings from 10 to 11, here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn, Good & Jean Company, and Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. We've got a little less than 30 minutes left in today's show. We've got to talk about what's trending. And Brett, I hear that you have Super Bowl prop bets today. I, I did not know they were already out. I should have known. Shame on They you. are out. Our, our buddy Jimmy Shapiro sent them to, to me, sends them to a lot of people that we know. They're courtesy of Bet Online. You can go to Bet Online at www.betonline.ag and a great follow at betonline underscore ag. And it's over 260 Ooh. props and growing, wow. including for the national anthem, currently 59.9% of the total bets. And 68.8% of the money wagered, they're going over the okay. 86.5 seconds okay. by the Reba, by Reba McIntyre. I, I, I would probably have to lean over in that one as well. You got you got any of the Reba on your iTunes or no, your music of choice? I do not have any of Reba's music. I do like her show. Reba is a good show. I didn't I, know Reba had a show. Oh yeah, oh absolutely. Who doesn't have a show? Who doesn't have a show? Very good. Good point. Um, great, great show. And though. a podcast. Oh, a pod. Now, now, Brett. Everybody has a podcast. Um, but no, I do not have any Reba music on my phone. Um, but I do. I I like the over in that one. What is what what is what is the Reba McIntyre's biggest hit? Oh, I don't know. Could you name? I, I couldn't I, either. I, I couldn't. I can. I can look it up and tell you. Of all the music, I'm not a. I'm not a country. Yeah, she's I'm country. Not. I know that, right? Uh, she. She. Country is, artist. Yes, she is. Um, the first one that that pops up is uh, "Does He Love You." Got any of that? You, uh, I'm going to say no. Out? She doesn't love you. She <laughs> may say she loves no. you, but she doesn't. No, no, no. Uh, yes, I don't know any what, of these what, songs. What, what? Give me some more. Give me some more titles for the uh, Reba. Fancy. Anything about yeah. fancy? Appropriate. The heart won't lie. Oh yeah, it will. <laughs> uh, seven minutes in heaven. 
Hey now. Hey now. I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, this is a family show, bro. Sure hey, I'm just reading the names <laughs> of the songs. Um, yeah, that's about all I got. I don't know any of those songs. Seven Minutes in Heaven. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 That's all I got. So <laughs> we're all working for it. I guess so. I guess so. That's I what thought we're all eternity was going to last a little longer than seven minutes. <laughs> but, uh, uh, last year, the odds for Blue Gatorade moved from plus a thousand, ten wow. to one initially, to plus one fifty three to two by kickoff, okay. due to rumors and betting patterns. Wow! But purple at plus eighteen hundred ended up being the right pick. Really? Have you ever wagered on the color of the Gatorade? I, I unfortunately have not. No, I have not either. Huh? I've bet on a lot of things, but never on the Gatorade color. Uh, the, uh, the first thing I see on here, I, I, am on, uh, betonline.ag looking at some of these props, and I went to, uh, Anthem Specials, that's a category you can go to, and the first one is, who will be seen first during the National Anthem? Taylor Swift, Jason Kelsey, or both, which includes split screen or together? Can I go off the grid and go Mama Kelsey? Uh, you cannot. There's only three choices, but I apologize. <laughs> play like, gotta play uh, it straight, huh? Yeah, Taylor Swift is minus 135 right now. Do you remember the first Super Bowl you ever bet on? Uh, yeah, it was, only, it was only a couple years ago. Um, I don't remember who was playing, but I remember I was working. Did you win? Uh, yes, and I was working. I won my first Super Bowl bet. Fifth grade, working. bet Ronnie Gasway, five wow. bucks. I had the Steelers, he had the Vikings. Wow. I, the Steelers won 16 to six. Wow. I, the first one I, I bet on was, <laughs> I mean, hey, I love that. I love that. Mine was only a couple years ago, and it was, um, on a Super Bowl prop. I think it was, uh, Anthem, and I was working at uh, ATC Fitness with uh-huh. one of my best friends, and we were both working at the same time. We we got off like 30 minutes after the Super Bowl started, but there was like obviously because it's Super Bowl Sunday, there was nobody there, and so we went to the back where we or to the back of the gym where there was a TV while people were working out, and we turned the volume all the way up, and we just sat on some of the workout equipment and watched it, and we placed a bet while we were sitting there with each other on over-under of the National Anthem, and we were sitting back there with our little timer on our phone, watching it and jumping up and down, going, Go longer! Go longer! <laughs> and uh, and I think I, I'm pretty sure I won that one. I think it was the over. Uh, but we were, we were freaking out. It was a good time. Longest made field goal, oh, over boy. and under, 46 and a half yards. That's a good number. Sure is. I like that number a lot. Um, I'm going to say under. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring of touchdowns in this. The proverbial, will there be a safety? Of course, course, over and under, Uh and and the side for both. Will both teams score at least 25 points? Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, plus 320, nay, minus 480. Interesting. There's something for everybody, isn't it? There's something for everyone, and and, and obviously we'll talk to to Allen, but there's there's a bet that Allen always loves around the Super Bowl – and I can't, he's, he's given it to us the past like two or three years, and I can't remember what it is now, but it's something about a punt. It's like the opening series end with a punt, or no, it's like the longest punt. Will a punt go longer or be a touchback or something like that? He loves that bet, and we get it like almost every year. And uh, and, and for Sunday, didn't the 49er punter get off a 65-yarder? Uh, he, he had a big, big punt there. Yeah, it was, it was a big one. Coin toss, of course. Of I don't, course. I've never bet on that. Heads or tails, Brett. <laughs> Yeah, tails never fails. Or both. 
lands, <laughs> on, <laughs> lands on its side. And you, can you bet the both? I don't, I don't know, no. But I guess if you can bet Taylor Swift or Jason Kelsey or both, then why not, you know? And in, in Vegas, won't we'll, we'll, it? I mean, it will be record week at the at the casinos. In, in, incredible! It's going to be unbelievable. And I've heard not the best weather in Las Vegas for for Super Bowl week. It's going to be like in the like forties or fifties. Like it's going to be kind of chilly. We got that in Phoenix. Eli really? Eli Savoy and I spent a week in Phoenix, and we couldn't testify in a court of law. The sun ever shines there. Well, I guess that's better. I guess you would. I mean, I don't know. I guess you would rather that than like the one twelves they get in in the summer. We we had we had great and that, that in Phoenix that week that coincides, you know, with their golf tournament out there, and and we both wanted to go see Tiger mm-hmm. and had had it was set up with with great seats that Saturday. To go out there, first of all, like Uber each way was like, I mean, <laughs> like eighty bucks. Yeah, wow. A, a person, cow. I mean, it was outrageous. You know, just so many people. But also that day, temperature never got over forty-five in Phoenix. Wow. And you know, kind of drizzly, kind of cold, raw, and uh, you know, and kind of a long way out there, and 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 and, and Tiger had missed the cut. Yeah. That's when he had the yips so bad. Ooh, ooh, Brett, be careful with that word. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't like saying that word, do no, you? No, 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 Man, I don't it, like hearing it either. It's like saying shank it just, it, sure just to any golfer. I mean, uh-huh. it, 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 it's going out sideways oh, when you yeah. say it oh, every yeah. time. Yeah, every every single time. Um, no, it's going to be fun, and uh, I always like, uh, you know, the, the prop bets and looking at all of them for the Super Bowl and how ridiculous can a prop bet be? And I'm sure I saw one. I think Canada. I saw this on social media last night. It was like in Canada, sports books were offering a bet on like if Travis Kelsey would propose to Taylor Swift after the game. Like we're gonna get it's some. right there. Huh? We're gonna get some wild prop bets, including Taylor Swift. This year. I don't see it tied to other sports like it used to be. You know, it, mm, a lot of times yeah. it was it, you, you'd have something tied yeah. with like the the golf event going mm-hmm. on that week, or maybe to an NBA game uh, coinciding, yeah. you know, kind of being played that afternoon. Brian, there was a time that we we had long pregame for for Super Bowl. That mm-hmm. that's not that new, right? But the eight hours is, huh. is something. It. The, the college basketball, especially when CPS oh, would yeah. have the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. they would lead into their Super Bowl coverage with a big-time college basketball oh, matchup. I love that. Remember one year, Akeem Olajuwon at Houston, they were at uh, – I think they were at Rupp. Oh, wow. Houston playing Kentucky on Super Bowl Sunday, and Arkansas and Kentucky uh, – I'm I'm at Bud Walton Arena. Scotty Thurman hit a buzzer, wow. a winner at the buzzer in in '95, and we spilled out of there to to watch Chargers 49ers Super Bowl. Wow, that's that's awesome. I love that. And, and now the, the, col- the, the college basketball action that day, you know, it, it frankly it's 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 Drexel versus St. Francis. Yeah, no, it's 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 really weak. More than the uh, Tigers are playing Tigers, that day, and I, 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 I that that's just, the Tigers are a big name to play on Super Bowl Sunday. Tigers and Tulane. I mean, that's going to be a, that's gonna yeah. be a fun game. A lot of uh, I'm looking right now at the at the schedule on Super Bowl Sunday. A lot of American games on uh, on. That well, that's Super pretty Bowl good. Sunday. Yeah, good. Let's see one two. Because I, I would I would three, rather watch that and five. and even go to the Tiger yeah. game than watch all that. Pre- 
pregame. I, I, I just can't yeah. do all of it. Yeah, five uh, American Athletic Conference games on Super Bowl Sunday. Well, good. Yeah, that 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 will give us something until sure. I, I try to keep it to about an hour out. Uh huh. I like that. I like that. It's just uh, it's uh, at some point. I mean. I love the NFL, but whew, an all-day affair yeah. for the Super Bowl, is it, it gets a lot sometimes. Do you know what time Westwood comes on our airwaves I, that day? Because it, it's extended, it's, isn't it? It's, it's very extended. I don't know exactly what time. I've not heard. I did the game last year, and I don't remember what time we started pregame. But it's it's certainly extended. That's for sure. And, and being at the stadium, it's fun. The NFL, they, they just treat you great. And they give you, like, earphones. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and to to listen, and you have the option of the TV call. Oh wow! Westwood one. Oh wow! And each radio crew, like this oh, year, would be wow. either the Forty ers or Kansas City. That's really cool. And you, you can roll it around to that during the whole game and, awesome. and enjoy it. Oh, that is awesome! That'd and have really the com- and have the complimentary peanut butter and jelly sandwich at, at your at your oh, at your seat. Even better. I mean, what more? Yeah. What more could you ask for, Brett? Chris, Brian, you, you, you and I. I mean, we, we we'd, we'd rather have peanut butter oh, and yeah. jelly than go to Tavern on the Green. Oh, Brett, I had a PB and J for lunch today. I love me a good. What PB&J. a great meal! <laughs> that and some Cheez-Its. I mean, what's better? <laughs> It's a good time, but no, it's going to be a, a, a lot of fun, um, and obviously the build-up will really start next week. But we'll have, to, we'll have to really rein Alan Bell in on these props. So we only need a couple. We, we only need a couple. We can't have 260. But hey, you know, if you want to, if, if he wants to stay on the line with me, or maybe I could give him a call back after the show on Friday, and we go down, and he gives me a pick for every single prop, I wouldn't be mad at that, Brett. Super Bowl Sunday, what 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 a phenomenon. It it, oh, yeah. it, it and. You know, Super Bowl three, Joe Namath sure. guaranteeing the upset. It, huh. it, it, he really made it. Yeah, no, he he absolutely did. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll get a lot more prop bets, and I'm sure we'll get some of those bets, like you said, where they mix the uh, mix the sports around um, when we get closer to Super Bowl Sunday. But let's go ahead and get to our final break of the day. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Broadcasting from the Family Leisure Studio, we are Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn Boot & Jean Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Pretty cool, and we're just getting started. So, go crazy, folks! Go crazy! This is for all the biggest press. You are looking live. In your life, have you seen anything like that? Goodbye. It's obviously crunch time. Hammer, nail, coffin. This baby is over. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, so good. Double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three-cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla with even more three-cheese blend grilled on the top. The Double Steak Grilled Cheese Burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. 
Well, Brett, what I learned today, really learned it last night when we got off the air, but the Mariners have a second baseman. The trade that happened last night between the Mariners and the Twins, and the Mariners get Jorge Polanco from the Twins, a big get for the Mariners because it was a revolving door last year uh, at second base and a real weakness both offensively and defensively for the Mariners. A lot of people forget uh, the, the future at second base for the Mariners last year was supposed to be Colton Wong, who uh, did not pan out uh, very well at all for the M's last year. But now Jorge Polanco um, could give them a lot. They give up um, a handful of pitchers, some prospects um, in return. I do think this is a, a really good trade for the Mariners as they try to solidify this roster that a couple years ago seemed like the team to beat going forward, a team that was on the rise last year was not a great season for them, um, and a lot of that was inconsistency at some of these positions that they're now filling. Getting close to heading to spring training. Yes, I'm we ready. are. I'm excited. Let the pet pitchers and catchers report. Uh, what I learned is they're expecting the biggest crowd ever at the Pavilion in wow. Oxford tonight for Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I would imagine at some point, maybe halftime, the 2023 Egg Bowl champs will be honored. That's how mm. they do it when you win it and the, the games at your place. You get to stick it to the other side. Yeah. To the victor go the spoil. 17-7 will be, will be etched on the egg forever. And tonight, those two teams both need resume-enhancing NCAA tournament wins. No, you're absolutely right about that. And that's going to be a fun game tonight. 7.30 tip, 7 o'clock. We'll have Ole Miss basketball pregame on air tonight um, on Sports 56. So make sure you uh, stay tuned in to hear what should be a really, really fun game, uh, especially for uh, Mississippi State coming off a big win against Auburn. What I could have done without Brett is this story going on in Knoxville. We're continuing to get uh, more and more updates about uh, what this is becoming and why there is an issue here um, with the Tennessee Volunteers. It looks like um, all of this we knew was centered around uh, quarterback of the future, Nico Alamaleva, uh, but it now is looking like it is part of a flight that happened. Mike Wilson uh, from the uh, the Knoxville News Sentinel uh, has written a story that they are now learning that a flight that Nico took to Knoxville is a major part of the NCAA investigation into UT and NIL practices. Whether it is a violation depends on factors such as when it occurred, who paid for it, and his status as a collective client, Knox News has learned. So it, it all looks like, um, you know, there's some things in here. Who knows what will become of it? I would doubt anything should come of it. I don't think anything should come of it. Um, I don't know if anything will come of it, but it, a very weird story out of Knoxville that, that broke earlier this morning. And Brett, uh, on top of that, the reporting of this story was very weird because it came out at first and then people in Knoxville were denying the report, saying that they were hearing from people uh, within the, the the program that this had not happened, that the NCAA was not investigating them, that they had not heard anything from the NCAA. And then as the day has gone on, we're, we're now learning more and more about the situation yep memory's getting jogged a little bit as the day yeah goes really. on uh could have done without this today the big 12 football schedules they're out for next year mm-hmm. i really believe for three weeks last summer it was going to happen and today would have been the reveal of the memphis tigers yeah. big 12 football schedule there were there was a while last summer i would have I would bet substantial money on it. It didn't happen. 
and now it feels like it's as far away as it's ever been. Yeah, it really does, and, and I think that kind of hurt a, a lot of people when they saw that, that those schedules drop today and thinking, man, uh, Tigers could be a part of this and seeing all of those, uh, I guess, now former Pac-12 members, um, at least in football. Uh, where are you beaming tonight? Oh, I wish I could be in Oxford. It's going to be yeah. fun. Everyone play nice down there. Oh, really? Oh, Ole Miss 57 Whoa. in the net. State 37 in the net. Mm-hmm. Chris Jans versus Chris Beard and a record crowd at the Pavilion. Yeah, that one's going to be a, a really, really good game. I think uh, being me down to Georgia for North Carolina and Georgia Tech tonight. I really like this North Carolina team. I've been raving about them for a couple of weeks now, ever since I really started tuning in to them. They've got a team that it looks like right now uh, will be a number one seed. They play really well. They've added a lot of transfers, um, first-year guys that have made a real impact. Um, And then on the other side, Damon Stoudemire, in his first year at Georgia Tech, has done a really nice job, I think, in kind of building that foundation. When you look at the record, 9-11, 9-11, and 11. they have not played well in conference play, but I do think the future is very bright for this Georgia Tech program, and so that should be a fun game to watch tonight, 6 o'clock on ESPN. South Carolina and Tennessee, they tipped at 5.30, yeah. currently 16-12. Balls over South Carolina, Texas Tech tonight at TCU. Lakers still on the road. They're in Atlanta tonight, 24 up, 24 down. For the Lake Show, Celtics Pacers early on TNT. Mm-hmm. 76ers at Golden State late on TNT. We'll see if Joel Embiid can go and if Golden State can really start a push to try to get in the playoff mix. Yeah, and for the Lakers, I don't know if there's been an update, but what I heard earlier is that LeBron James was questionable for tonight. Uh, Anthony Davis was not going to play. So um, in a game that it's really starting to seem like they need to start picking up wins, um, two of their stars um, are We're probably We're close to out. the 50-game mark. We are. We are. And the fact that they're sitting at 500 right now, I don't think a lot of people anticipated that this year. Right, especially with the All-Star game a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I mean, now after All-Star – that downhill slide to the oh, season yeah. comes fast. No, you're you're absolutely right about that. So definitely something to keep an eye on. I know they're down there. Uh, Warriors have really struggled lately. Two teams that have been fixtures of the of the playoffs in recent years, um, both really struggling right now through the season. But it should be a really fun night of basketball. Enjoy all the action. We'll talk to you again tomorrow afternoon.